0: Welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where we continue our discussion of virtual brother Andrew Hammer's Observing the Craft. This week, Chapter 5, Dress.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all. Welcome to The Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com.
0: Welcome back to The Working Tools Podcast, where I'm I am uh, hanging out, I guess, with three out of the four. Three out of the four brothers. We have very worshipful brother David Colbeth from King Solomon Lodge, number 160 in Auburn, Washington. Uh, Worshipful brother Stephen Chung from Prince Charles Lodge, number 153 in Kelowna, British Columbia. And of course, as always, I'm worshipful brother Jared Dunham from Penticton Lodge, number 147 in Penticton, British Columbia. So, dress. Um, I I am just gonna throw this right out here because we're we're constantly discussing about how Freemasonry looks looks at the inner man, not the outer appearance of a man. So do we is it really fair to to expect someone to dress better than they normally dress to go to lodge? Yes. And show cut. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was gonna say, thank you for joining us.
1: <laughs> I I think you could easily make the connection that somebody that has a better is concerned about their appearance and dress as well usually will feel better about themselves as well you look in the mirror and you see yourself dressed and ready and i think that provides a feeling of satisfaction and your, your presentation to the world right i th- i think so and you know as he states that the idea of Dress and ritual and dining are cornerstones of our human interaction, or signposts and signals of, of society since the beginning. And so, you know, for years, our dress and how we look have been important. Maybe not in the very, very, very beginnings, depending on how you believe. <laughs> um, but at some point, dress—you know—if you—if you believe in the in the Christian upbringing, dress became important immediately right after the fruit was eaten. Right. It had to they had to be clothed. So whether it was fashionable or not, their importance of dress became important right away.
0: Well, there's a, but there's a difference between covering yourself uh-huh. and what you wear. So is and and I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. So why why would we force if um why do we make that distinction? Why, why is it not good enough just to come to lodge? Is it, is it not more important to just to make, to make it to lodge rather than not make it to lodge because you feel you can't dress well enough for lodge. I I have that comment in my notes.
1: We often say, I was gonna ask a similar question. We often say, well, we prefer this dress, this style of dark suit. Right. But we, we say, however we'd rather have you in lodge than not in lodge so if you have to come after with work in your dirty clothes well, work clothes it may not be dirty but your work clothes that's fine and to some extent now i think of a guy <clears throat> not to pick on mechanics or farmers or anything but you know if he's covered in uh, excrement or <laughs> grease or whatever you know I mean, at least try and clean yourself off or clean yourself up but uh you know if i give a guy a hug i don't want to have something left behind or, you know, taken, taken away more than a <laughs> friendly gesture. <laughs> so I, you know, I guess there's a maybe a limitation uh, as to what that cleanliness or quality might be of the dress that he comes from work. But if a guy's in a shirt and tie or, a, or polo and slacks and we're all in suits, I think he'd still be welcome for sure. I hope he thinks he would be welcome but in some lodges I know they wear flip-flops and tank tops which I think is
2: crazy. <laughs> well, you know, for the
1: regular meeting we had a show about that years ago hey, with our beloved Steven.
2: <laughs> yeah, yes we did. And now was I got to say my reaction was totally dumbfounded, right? Because I always believed I should be dressed in at least a suit, dark suit, but you know, when I'm in my own lodge and I'm an officer, I wear a tuxedo, right? But um, anywhere I was traveling, I was always in a dark suit or, or at least, right? Um, so to be told that, you know, we're just happy if you come, you know, wear shorts and, a, and your flip-flops and your t-shirt if that's what you have. But as long as you have your apron, um, we, we'd love you to come. And, and if you don't have an apron, we'll loan you one we're just happy to, that you'd like to spend your evening with us uh, while you're traveling. And it's like, man, that, I mean, that, that was so on one hand welcoming, but on another hand, so different. I felt kind of out of place, but kind of welcomed to so, so warmly too. Right. Yeah, I, I, I get it. And I, I remember from that show, they kind of
1: demanded that you attend regardless of that and that's uh, that's then becomes their choice and now right. in some uh, some lodges and and that shows maybe the the openness or or uh, uh, lax laxidasal idea right. dress in
2: in our society these days but well uh, and then in, in other instances when i've traveled uh i've i've traveled many places and visited many lodges right uh to be uh, to show up for a formal event, like a DDGM's official visit. Of course, we wore our tuxedos uh, traveling and um, we arrive in the DDGM's in cowboy boots, jeans, and a, a, and a t-shirt, right? You know, um, like, wow, okay. D- dress code here is a little different, right? Um, so, you know, it was like, hmm, I guess it's not the same everywhere. Well,
1: and I wrote down, he makes a comment that, you know, are we living in a world that has increasingly come to believe that none of these things matter? So, I mean, if you think about, I mean, later he talks about, well, you should wear what you might wear to a wedding or wear what you wear to church or religious services. And it flashed in my mind, you know, I was at a wedding recently or even a funeral recently. And there were people in, I don't think there were any shorts at the funeral, but it was pretty dang close. And,
2: oh, there would have been if you were in Kelowna.
1: And weddings, for sure. I mean, people are wearing shorts, and you know, shirts. There's not now. If it would be listed as a formal wedding, I think people might recognize that. But still, you know, in it's, some cases, yeah. But he, so, he,
2: so you saying that because his whole his whole premise here is that because we are trying to hold ourselves to the highest standards, we want to uh, everything we do should be to the finest of our ability. Right. And, um, but then, you know, go back to the very beginning, the first statement made, uh, where word Jared made, doesn't Freemasonry accept the, the man for the inner man, not the outer, right? Uh, not his possessions or, uh, and so on. So, mm, but, and, but then you ask him to wear a tuxedo to lodge. So, we'll, right. Jared, so they gotta own, go
1: tuxi- answer your own questions,
0: Jerry. What do you think? Oh, I I I totally agree in a dress code. I think I think that the, I, I think that I the comment of uh valuing a person from their inner is actually separate from expecting them to make a better attempt in their dress. I don't think that they're actually mutually exclusive, but they're I fine. Think that, especially considering that the whole point of Freemasonry is improving ourselves, and if you know, if because I mean I agree. I um I watch people going to the, the church down the road for me, and I know that if my grandmother were standing <laughs> beside me, she would be just apoplectic at what they wear to church nowadays. Yeah. Um but the inner yeah, right dress and
2: I was and, at and a church today and, and I can I I can buy oh yeah, okay, I'll go with, I can back that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but the inner qualities of the man and the expectation of exterior appearance i mean right. he, he says the men of for Masonry are called i underline called to optimize our understanding and experience of life and should be right. committed to these ancient elements of civilization and so i think as part of the development of our inner selves we are expected and required to then develop these qualities of
0: appearance right. when i had it I, the, the, actually when i was reading this it's just actually just a couple of pages and he says in terms of showing reverence And respect for the craft, which is the important words. Yeah. yeah. Is that is that my best? And is that what my best should be? Right. So if if you know, if you're because so once again, we're not judging people by what they wear, because we're there's an expectation of them to wear something, and that them wearing something more than just jeans and a t-shirt is them showing respect for art for the lodge. Yeah. I always think I I find that when people dress down, it's it's didn't I It's disrespectful to your lodge. You're you're saying that you 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 do not hold your lodge in any higher esteem than going to a movie or the corner store. Yeah, you know, and it should be there should be more reverence there. Like this isn't just you know just your normal weekday clothes. Well, of course your normal weekday clothes are a suit, but we all know that doesn't happen as often.
1: He quotes, wasn't it? uh, He quotes that when the the ancients in the Grand Lodge of Virginia, they, you know, it mentions how a man should be dressed and that basically in clean and decent apparel, Right. he explains on it to say that that proper and decent aren't usually constitutional words that are used in words, using a constitutional document. And at that time, it basically, he feels it meant your non-work clothes,
0: right? Yes. What would have been your Sunday best? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. well, you know, again, though, a guy
1: that's working at the mill might have his overalls. And so his, his Sunday, What what is a Sunday best to a guy working in the mill or a farmer? It may not be a tuxedo, which. No, but it would have been it a suit.
0: That probably would have been some kind of some kind of um, um, uh, sack coat. Like, sure. I mean, it depends on how back, how far back we're talking, but sure. it would have sure. been a, a suit of clothes. It would have been a jacket and a pair of pants. Yeah. That, you know, they would only wear, would not be worn on normal occasions.
1: Yeah.
0: Interesting. He, he, when you were saying
1: earlier that we're not supposed to judge each other by our appearance, but even before, he said, even before words are spoken and any physical greeting occurs, I mean, naturally, as humans through sight, it's our first sense that's deployed or employed. And it, so you see somebody and you, you, we're humans. We we make a judgment of sorts about that person, and right. so you can't undo a first impression. And, that well, is and I, think first what I think part of what he's I think
0: what part of what he's trying to say there also is that that first impression is oh this person has made an attempt to sh- to show or like it's not I I don't think he, he means like I mean we do we do judge people by their clothes but there's also the judgment of you know this person is showing me. Us respect by coming dressed better than they normally would. Sure, um, yeah, and so you see the extremes. Okay. Maybe we pay attention to the extremes. We see the guy that's more
1: t- obviously showing an effort, and we also see the guy that's not showing effort. Where the ones that are kind of normal. so there. So then, yeah.
2: what do you what, what do you do in that case? There, that's a very good question. So you see a guy who's who used to wear a tux to lodge, but now he he's wearing on repeat occasion things like running shoes or his work shoes and a blazer and uh you know is he he's repeatedly dressing you know more down because saying that you know well i'm coming straight from work right but he has the other pieces to the to the outfit but not the shoes and and you know how how, do you do you take that brother aside do you you
0: know what how do you uh, react to that or do you well, that's a lodge culture thing, not necessarily a personal thing. I mean, if that person it, it all depends on how <clears> your lodge <throat> views what people are supposed to wear. If he's a, if he's an officer and officers are supposed to come in tuxes, maybe talk to him. If he's just a lodge member sitting on the sidelines, then you know, if as long as he's making in it, you know, the best attempt he can. Because you know, as as Andrew Hammer says in the book, is um, certain it, it, different lodges have different expectations of what people are going to wear. You know, in his, they wear you know white uh, white tie and tails and gloves, so they've obviously set a standard that they want all the officers to wear. Um, and and the expectation is that if you're an officer, you will be wearing that. Mm-hmm. So, if, if it's so, a if it becomes a habit that he's forgetting his
1: shoes, tell him to leave his shoes at the lodge. <laughs> Right, you know, is it really a habit, or is it just an excuse that could also be? And I think it goes to preparation too. We, the 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 fifteen minutes it takes to open lodge isn't the only preparation that a guy should have when attending lodge, right?
0: And there's also the other. There's the other side of the coin. If he's dressing down, it's showing that he no longer feels the necessity to. So, what has the lodge done to make him feel that he doesn't have to dress well anymore? Very true. So what, you know, maybe the lodge needs to look inside and go, you know, mm. have we lost his respect? Have we done something to make him feel that we're not up to power? Mm.
2: Very true. Good, good. Yeah. Good way to think about that, too. What is the standard?
1: It, what is the standard in your lodges?
2: Uh, our lodge, the, it, it's expected a dark suit and uh, officers are are expected to wear a tuxedo.
0: Yeah, same up
1: here or down here. Yeah, we, we haven't been able to get the tuxedo part necessarily, but we certainly, and again, I think it's what everybody wears. I mean, I wear a tuxedo every month, but not everybody wears a tuxedo every month, just just the way I dress. Right. But mm. uh, there's some guys that'll wear, generally dark suit is the idea, although there's some guys that just, they want to be that individual. And so they'll wear a suit, but it's a brown, you know, or tan or mm-hmm. right. some kind
0: of. What do you, I know? You guys like kilts. Well, Steve, Steve like kilts. What about kilts? Yep. Well, I'll, I'll that's, wear my kilt. Yeah, same concept. It's still formal attire. It can be worn. Well, you know, because a, a kilt by itself is not inherently informal. Right. It's what you. It's what you wear with them. It's the you know the jacket or not, and stuff. So, do you
1: think in Andrew Hammer's lodge kilts would be accepted for his officers? Well, probably not
2: because right. they, they in have lodge, a standard there it says in his lodge uh, they wear white ties and tails or their lodge officers wear white ties and tails with white gloves while the brethren are expected to wear a dark suit and tie
0: yeah right
2: another lodge may ask uh all but of it doesn't say anything about wear formal wear
1: it doesn't say anything about kilts though
0: no no and you no, can do, you you can do proper formal attire there is pro like there is formal kilt attire yeah um it's not white tie at least i don't think it is um, not white tie. No.
1: i appreciate the guys with tilts but i'm just not a kilt guy and i don't I, I don't feel that in a formal lodge setting
0: that that is appropriate you just have a problem with bare knees admit it <laughs> it's well, pretty much the only thing that's showing.
1: <laughs> it's, it's just, I, I don't know. It's it, like, I guess you know, if you were going to a Scottish lodge, we have a lodge here that is a mm-hmm. Scottish lodge, and they lodge alba, and so a lot of guys wear them. And in that environment, absolutely, or Knights of St. Andrews, or whatever, a Scottish right, you know, in in the appropriate setting, absolutely. I, I just don't know that in a an American lodge which includes North and South America, <laughs> an American lodge that uh, when you say dark suit, it doesn't say, oh, parentheses, kilt. And I know the True. guys that wear kilts would say, well, that's part of, you know, my kilt is part of my suit. Well, maybe. And maybe for special meetings or something, too, but certainly not for degrees. And I don't know. I just, I know I, if if J.D. hears this, I'm not picking on you, J.D. I don't know if he listens to <laughs>
2: see i i consider that a step up from the dark suit into formal attire much like a tuxedo a kilt right no yeah. it all depends oh. on the wearing, jacket wearing, you're wearing with i'm wearing it. the i'm wearing the i'm wearing the tux jacket i'm wearing Whoa. the tux shirt
0: right no okay you know, then you're not no that's oh you're breaking so many so many rules with that <laughs> you don't wear a tux shirt with a kilt
1: And I love, I love the, some of the, I I almost call it a costume, but some of the coordinated efforts that he puts together and other, other guys that wear kilts too. not just, I'm sorry, JD, if you do hear this, I'm not picking on you really. I I, I appreciate them. They're beautiful. I just don't think it's appropriate personally. Right. Now, if a visitor came and he came in a kilt, Hey, awesome. Great. Or again, maybe once in a while, and he doesn't wear it all the time, but a lot, he does wear it a lot. (laughs) Anyway, and it's one of them is beautiful. It's but it's a tan. It's like a tan color. I like mean, a like a suede ish.
0: You know, that sounds that sounds more like a, a hunter a, hunter tartan than a than a formal yeah, tartan. It's, it's very light. Because that's that's the other thing is there are different tartans for different situations. Right. Like each there's usually an informal tartan and a formal tartan per clan. Oh, we're, we're, we're gonna go d- deep down the rabbit hole tonight
2: okay.
1: <laughs> like the one he'd worn one we did a formal dinner at the Scottish right and he wore a really cool uh outfit uh with you know it was it was really nice it was very formal looking he had a bow tie on and it was very formal it was really well put together and I, I you know in that environment in a banquet environment it was perfect it was great I just I don't know in Lodge I'm just not I'm a little more I guess I'm more traditional. But also it drives me crazy when a guy wears a brown suit or a green suit or a blue suit, you know, not a brown suit or, so or much,
2: a blazer and, and black and gray slacks. Uh
1: well, that's our team uniform though for the grand lodge officers or grand lodge committee men in Washington, so in yeah. our particular case that wouldn't be formal. Yeah, I would agree. If yeah. if you were to say hey this is a formal that's not for, no, a it's green, not it's
0: not formal. It's not. It, it's no. A, a, anything anything less like cause, well te- technically a, a dark suit isn't formal either it's not even semi-formal it's just evening suit evening yeah. attire yeah I, I what we say is a dark suit and or if
1: you know Grace slacks on a blue blazer because that's what right. the team uniform is if if the guy couldn't put that together then or doesn't you know if you had anyway yeah. but, and then we, we tell them we don't expect you to go out and spend a thousand dollars on a suit I mean, you, know, you can get you can acquire attire, look at that, without having to go crazy. Yeah. We're a little bit off course here, though. we went. We, we it well, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily,
1: but we might get three shows out of this anyway. You know,
2: I've got this highlight here where he's uh, by putting thought and effort into how he pre- best presents himself physically into uh, to his lodge and his brethren the observant Mason is declaring outwardly that he is serious about his pursuit of the craft and he expects to be taken seriously amongst his fellows. And it's difficult to understand how or why anyone believes in a system of self-improvement would want to take a position in opposition to such an endeavor. All right. And it's like, well, yeah, uh, wouldn't not necessarily take any opposition to it, but um, I don't know. It, it, personally, I think that we should be wearing uh, uh, our, our best tuxedo or our best suit to lodge, but if a guy for some reason can't, I, I wouldn't hold, be holding it against him.
1: Well, like Jared said earlier, You know, he says that as an individual, you should ask yourself, is it what I'm wearing, showing reverence and respect for the craft? Is this my best? And so in a natural course of us being, bettering ourselves, we want to try to, I didn't wear, I think I've told the story before, probably many times people get bored of it. (laughs) I didn't have a tuxedo when I joined masonry. I had a black double-breasted suit. And so I, when I first went to lodge, I just wore ties and then I realized, oh, I can wear a bow tie. So we wear a bow tie and that became my tuxedo. And, you know, if you didn't look too hard, you didn't know it was not tuxedo. And then I got different pants, you know, put the stripy thing on and shiny shoes. And you could put these pieces together. And eventually, then I finally got a jacket and eventually had a tuxedo. And so you don't have to, you can kind of get away with looking your best. It doesn't have to be. You know, what somebody else's expectation is that somebody might like, I kind of envy some of the guys that get to wear, that wear tails. I don't have a tails coat. And in our jurisdiction, you get to wear your apron under your, your, your coat can go over the top of the apron. In our jurisdiction, when you wear tails, it doesn't go over the top. That has to go over the top of a suit coat or a regular tuxedo coat. It can't go underneath, but on a tails or morning coat. Right.
0: Because it, they're cut you know, that way. Yeah. Mm. And
1: so, it's, and you're wearing,
0: and you're wearing a, and you're wearing a waistcoat. So usually you don't do up your jacket when you're wearing a waistcoat, right? And so I always kind of have a little
1: envy when I see some of the guys. Like our master has a beautiful tails that he wears, and I often think oh, I should upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we come back and talk a little more?
0: Well, yeah, I've got something else I want to bring up. Uh oh. Well, suspense. Another point that he makes in the chapter. So we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> well, we, we do say we're missing uh, Matthew with
1: us tonight. Uh he's off seeing a show that isn't released yet. So good for him, right?
2: Mhm. Yeah, his uh, his, uh John family's taking him to John Oliver for his early birthday present. Yes. John right. Wick? John
0: Oliver.
1: He said John Oliver.
0: He, he said John. I think he meant John Wick. You think so, John Wick? No. Well, I think John he said Oliver.
2: John Oliver. He's he's a comedian.
1: Well, we, we miss him and uh, wish him well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he'll, he'll hear this eventually. And uh, we were talking about in the blue room before, you know, if you have ideas of what we should be talking about or we're, we're getting into our close to the oh. end of the season and we'd love to have some ideas on what you might think we should go into season six and uh, we should talk about things. Should we talk about more of these long form formats of books and papers? Or did you like last year's where it was short form papers or, did you like interviews or a combination of things? So please comment on Facebook and
0: YouTube and other places. Well, and on that note, on behalf of myself, David, and Stephen, thank you for listening to the Working Tools Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you again.